Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Thursday. It is Thursday, March the 23rd, 2023. Wow, 23-23. That'll never happen again. I'm kidding, obviously. No, you don't? It won't happen again. Well, obviously, because it's only one. It's today. So what were you kidding about? I mean, like that a 23rd of a 23rd oh, year okay. it won't happen again. It'll happen every month, actually. But anyway, uh, yes, to start us off hot there, it's Dave Sturgeo. It's Chris Gucci here on a Thursday. A lot to get into today, obviously. We're going to go dancing again, by the way. Uh, the NCAA tournament rolls on tonight. We'll talk about that. Rolls on tonight and tomorrow. And by the fact that we come back here on Monday, we're going to have the Final Four set up. So that's going to be fun to uh, to get involved in. But first, got to start with... A little bit of controversy over there in the NBA. Um, again, n- nothing about liquid props or anything like that. More or less the games because we are coming down to the the last eight or nine games and the Mavericks are knee-deep in this race. Right now they're sitting at the nine, which, by the way, if you're a ratings person, the nine and the ten right now, if the season ended, the nine-ten playing game would be uh, the Mavericks and the Lakers. It's like, mm. and LeBron's coming back. This so it's is like, why they do it. This is why they do it. So that one extra game where you're like, ooh, look at that. Wait, so the Mavericks, everybody was talking like potential or is it, title. Wait, is it? Yeah, it can't be the Mavericks. No, it is the Mavericks at the nine, but like, uh, is it the eight versus the, there's only it's one. The seven pl- and the eight against the. And the nine, the ten? And the nine, and the ten. So the seven and the eight can, can flip-flop if possible. That's yeah. why they do it. But the loser of that. There's a whole lot of stuff going on with the NBA, and I'm not about to dive into it. But what I will dive into is the fact that. Mark Cuban's got a case here, okay? I don't know if you guys saw the end of the Dallas Mavericks-Warriors um, game last night, but the Warriors do come out of that one, the 127-125 win. And the reason why this is relevant is because, A, I just told you about the, the Mavericks being right there in the thick of things. Um, but the biggest thing is Mark Cuban is now officially protesting the game. He's going to file a protest. He's got every right to do this. Apparently, there was a, a play with about a buck fifty-four left in the third quarter, ball goes out of bounds, referee immediately signals Warriors ball. So there's no confusion there. I don't understand. But in the timeout and over the PA, which, by the way, the PA position is very important. Uh, That's why I was trying out for one once upon a time. But they announced Mavs ball. They weren't, and that's what they're listening for, right? So they set up for the play, the inbound, on their offensive side of the court. And all of a sudden, the Warriors are just hanging back like, well, it's our ball. We're inbounding from the baseline there's yes. nobody home and they so, get a free dunk out of so it so without having seen the play myself i'm going to go based on a couple things one this is not mark cuban's first nba basketball game that he's witnessed this no. is, nor is it the first nba game that the coach has ever witnessed nor is it the first basketball game or nba game that any of these players on the mavericks have ever witnessed so a they should know the rules and then b when you file a protest with the nba what ends up happening absolutely nothing so, it, hasn't, it hasn't been overturned since 2008, so, so, where the Miami Heat had to resume and play 51 seconds left of a game. 51 seconds, not a full quarter and a half. Right. So, for that reason, Mark, I'm out, dog. I'm out. <laughs> I like that. The, the Shark Tank thing. For that I reason, like that. Mark, I am out. What a great line. Uh, but anyway, so uh, we'll see what happens there um, in regards to that. Verdict, I guess you could say, but nothing he says he's going calling happen, it the worst. It's cool, it's cool to complain about, so you could get in the news a little bit. But nothing. He will happen stood up that. 
And he went right to the scores table. Mark Cuban did. So, like, you know probably Mark Cuban now is. probably going to get fined, too. Oh, 100%. Being, and then Luca the made a little bit of a gesture at the end of the game. He's probably going to get fined. So, the Mavericks in a bad way overall. Golden State gets the win. That's a big win for them. Um, and as I said, right now, the 7 seed all the way to the 12 spot, which, again, the 12 is not in the playoffs. But from the 7 to the 12, one game separates them. One. A couple of them, the Mavericks are a half game out of the 8. You know what I mean? So, they're right there in the thick of things. Um, so that'll be very, very, um, very interesting to see how that plays out. If you're also uh, into the liquid props and you're looking to see the return of one John Morant, that happened last night. He comes off the bench, did not start, which, again, it's probably a little semantics at this point. He comes off, scores 17. He gets the interview at the end of the game. He seems to be on the up and up, which is good. That's what you root for. You don't want this guy to screw up and keep screwing up. Like The one thing I will say is this. We collectively, and most guys our age or older, will refer to these 20, 21, 22, 23, 24-year-olds as kids. We only say that because it's not actually the, the term. It's the, They're not kids Bro, because once you turn just 18, so I could be clear about, it's game just on. Just so we could be clear about who I refer to as, like, I'll say, oh, this kid over here, and he's 35 years old. I refer to everybody as, as right. I know a Fair. kid, I know a kid, so it's just that's how I talk. Sorry, Ja. But I'm uh, what I'm saying is a lot of these guys. Well, from what I've heard, there was a call this men. morning. There's a, a lot a of these young men. Fine, but there was a call this morning. Like, you got to stop referring to them as kids. Once you're in the 18, you can join the army. Blah blah blah. I'm like, dude. All first right. of all, totally different circumstance because of the fact that these kids are being thrown millions of dollars and they're surrounding themselves like with that, not the for, best people. Sometimes. For that reason, are we ever allowed to call a college player a kid? Because every single one of them is an adult. But we call them kids, and it's Fair. it's kind of accepted because they're still in the amateur ranks. But, look, they're all adults. It is what it is. John Morant, you know better. Get back to basketball, bro. And he will. And, uh, and, and he will. Um, I will say that the Timberwolves, just quick tidbit on the Timberwolves, they're in the thick of things with with this, you know, the, within one game or so of striking distance. Last night, for the first time since November, Carl Anthony Towns from... Matuchin? St. Joe's. St. Joe's, New Jersey returns. Plainfield, maybe. Well, he went to Matuchin. But uh, no, he went to St. Joe's. Same thing. Um, but anyway, so he returned last night. The Timberwolves get a much needed win. He scores 22. First game since November. It feels like forever ago since we've seen him. And of course, my Knicks drop another one to the Heat, 127 120. Don't want to get into it because I'm just. They got it. They got to start playing some better basketball because there's not much time left. We understand where your series is going to be played. You're probably going to play the Cavs. I'm not again, I'm not getting into it until it gets there. But they got to put these games away. They got to start winning uh, a couple more for some feel good, um, at least some feel good action uh, heading into uh, the playoffs. But speaking of playoffs, there is a massive playoff, and it's called March Madness, ladies and gentlemen. That is resuming tonight. You're there. <laughs> That's it resuming tonight. The Sweet 16 rolls on, and like I said, as you uh, watch tonight's games, Friday's uh, Friday night's games over the weekend. You're gonna get. There's gonna be a final four set already. Uh, come Monday morning, so we'll be talking about that and breaking that down of who got there. But first, they got to get there. There's multiple games going on tonight. I believe that, yeah, there's four on the docket, uh, starting with Michigan State, the seven seed at Kansas State, the three seed. Obviously, interesting story on how um, uh, Marcus Noel is coming off a monster performance Sunday's second round game against Kentucky. You watched that game, but there's a more interesting story about one of their players that you actually dove into uh, this morning. Yeah, the Keontae Johnson thing. He was a player for Florida a couple years back. In 2020, he collapsed on the court, and then 
it was advised by all doctors, et cetera, you should probably not play basketball again. Against all the doctor's wishes and, and maybe even his family, he guy's back, and he hit a big shot against Kentucky the other day. Great story. So I'm, I don't know much about that game in particular other than the fact that Tom Izzo is always in the Sweet 16, <laughs> right? So every time you see Michigan State, it doesn't matter what seed they are, how they play in the regular mm -hmm. season. If they get in the tournament, they're going to make some noise. But this Kansas the Kansas State team um, – it's a fun story. Fun story. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and they're the higher seed. So like it's admittedly, like, I don't know much about Kansas State, right? Yeah. Um, they're obviously a better team than I gave them credit for because when I looked at this, I was like, oh, I was expecting Michigan State to be the clear favorite. They're not. Um, they got a good team, though, Kansas State. Yeah. Was it Noel? Yeah, Marcus Noel dropped, uh, let's see, 27 points last round. Uh, so that is actually the liquid prop that I'm going to play tonight. Right now, his points are set at 18.6. After the 27 that he dropped the other day, he's averaging 17.1. I got a good feeling about this kid tonight. I got a good feeling about Kansas State. Love the story. Let's go. Kansas State. The guard rolls. play guard out of Kansas yeah. State is so good right now. So it's tough to bet against that, but it's Tom Izzo. Yeah. Oh, that's, absolutely. That's did you hear where am I going? I'm going with K State. I'm did you hear about Rick Patino? No. He's gonna coach St. John's. Like out of nowhere. The, the, the guy had a job. A steady job towards the end of his back end of his career said, I think it was Iona. And he was just like, I'm never going to coach again. This is it. I'm done. Yeah, Final stop. Now, blah, blah, I blah. Think, I think the guy from Fairleigh Dickinson is now taking the Iona job. Yes. And then the Penn State coach is now leaving Penn State and going somewhere else as well. Coaching so, shuffle. But so Patino, you, who said to the world, I'm done coaching because he's 70, <laughs> right? He's back in action. And now all of a sudden with NIL and everything you got to do, don't you want to play for Rick Patino before it's all said and done? So St. John's all of a sudden might be a player. And the Big East might be a thing again. So exciting over there, there uh, on East? the East Coast. Hmm? Is there even a Big East? Yeah, in basketball there is. Mm. Yeah. So, Arkansas, UConn, tonight, the uh, the Razorbacks rolling into this matchup feeling good. They upset the number one seed, uh, Kansas Jayhawks, 72-71. Meanwhile, UConn knocked off St. Mary's. They beat the brakes off them, 70-55. So, a good matchup here. The one thing I'm looking at, Tristan Newton over there on the Mojo Market. He, this guy, he, he does it all. He's one of those guys that is, he'll, he'll score, rebound, assist. You name it, he's done it. He's got a point line at 11.47, and he's averaging – 10.1, so it's, you know, it, it's risky. The play is risky, but again, I like the UConn story. Um, I, I like the Ra Razorback story a lot better, actually, because Arkansas, it's funny, the Razorbacks. So it's, I'm trying to think of, like, guys that I've watched as a kid play over there. Corliss Williamson. Wow, now you're dropping names out of the sky. <laughs> so that's, that's that was whole, a national championship. Yeah, team, yeah. So I'm all for, I'm, I'm with Arkansas right now, but again, I'm more on the Newton point line. I don't know about you, but um, he's a senior guard in his potential last game ever. Um, yeah, he's going to elevate. He's averaging ten points a game on the season, so I'm going to go with the over on that because guard play in the tournament, he's going to elevate his play. I think. I know I he's kind of the do it all kind of guy, but you're going to need to you're going to need to isolate and shoot some baskets. <laughs> That's the name of the game, folks. <laughs> so hey, listen, the fun story about the all of this, obviously some of these teams are powerhouses. Like you said, Tom Izzo at Michigan State, always in the Sweet 16, always there. We're talking about the Florida Atlantic Owls looking for another upset, trying to get to the Elite Eight. Uh they got Tennessee tonight. Uh Tennessee's uh, John Al Davis is somebody that I'm personally looking at in this one. Set at 14.1 He's averaging 13.9, so it's like right there. But again, like you said, this tournament play, I'm a guy that's saying that 
The stars will come out when it means the most. This guy's been playing all world, so give me all day the over on John L. Davis to score over 14 points. That's just, again, these are things that we've seen just based off the tournament. I'm not going to about to sit there and say that I've been watching these guys diligently throughout the course of the year. I'm talking about tournament play. I'm, t- I'm talking this about is me the- right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's just like What's too many numbers. On? Listen, there's a lot of money to be made on the mojo market, specifically in the liquid props, specifically in the um, the what you call the futures. Who you think are going to win these games? There's money line bets basically over on mojo market. So go check that out as well. Um, the main event, mm. obviously, mm-hmm. UCLA Gonzaga. Gonzaga, however anybody wants to pronounce it. When they call them the Zags, that would mean Gonzaga. But I've always concerned Gonzaga, and that's been the Jimmy Morrison days. Jimmy Morrison? Has he played there? I'm um, trying to think of his name. Jim Morrison, Adam Morrison. Jim Morrison was from the Doors. But... Jim Morrison played for the Doors. Adam Morrison played for Gonzaga. So there you go. Uh, UCL, <laughs> UCLA looking for its 12th title. <laughs> they haven't won since 1995, so they feel like my Dallas Cowboys all of a sudden. Um, but my favorite guy in, in college basketball right now is Drew Timmy. He's back. He's score, um, He's got his points set at 21.69. He's got to take over the game tonight. Yeah, Drew in Timmy order for- was like a, a guaranteed to be a lottery pick last year. I don't know what he did or didn't do for his draft stock, but I have a couple Drew Timmy. Um, what, it was from the National this past year in Atlantic City. I got gold packs from Wildcard, and I got a couple... Low numbered one of three, Drew and two of three of Jimmy of, of Timmy, and nice. all I'm missing is the one. I would have one of three, two of three, and three of three. So you're about to have three of three cards made in the world of Drew Timmy. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not in on it. You're I'm, not chasing I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna sell the other two. I'm gonna find who has that one and say, hey, do you want these two? Yeah. So anyway, like I said, guys, March Madness rolls on tonight. You got four games today. Four games tomorrow. All of a sudden, we're have the lead eight over the weekend, so that's huge. Pay attention to the mojo market. Pay attention to all your prop bets and get involved right now. Uh, it's time to go dancing once again. So, to some football, ladies and gentlemen. A couple things went down yesterday. First mm. and foremost, this is something that I just want to. This is more important than football right now. Last night, ESPN and a bunch of the football outlets, NFL.com, they all uh, released a report that Foster Moreau of the Raiders was uh, diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Cancer, not a fun thing, obviously. It's a very serious condition, and so he's going to be stepping away from football for a little while. So, obviously, thoughts and prayers over to the Moreau guy. I hate to take this into the football realm, but do you think that they would have moved on from Waller? Had they known this? Had they known? Probably probably not. I mean, mean, no, I think think that was an understanding that we're going to go with the – yeah, with a lesser contract here because they saved twelve million on the wall. Oh right yeah, now. of course, of course. Um, so the big news yesterday happened within the Jets and the Browns. So the Jets went out there and spent a couple bucks. They get Miko Hardman. Now he's a burner. Uh, my question is, was he on the Rogers list? <laughs> no, he was not. Right. So they went out and did something. So now tomorrow, breaking news: Rogers denies Jets trade because they grabbed Miko Hardman and he's not a part of the wish list. Uh, but anyway, I like this move for the Jets. I, I really, really do. Um, because something that I – obviously when I focus in on the Cowboys, there was a lot of uh, uh, metrics that showed that the Cowboys lacked separation. They couldn't get open, right? Miko Hardman is that kind of guy where he became all of a sudden the fastest dude on the field in Kansas City once they shipped Tyreek Hill off to Miami. So now with a burner like Miko Hardman and a possibility – again, I can't say it's done, but possibility to have Aaron Rodgers – just kind of fling it up there. Go get it, kid. I love this move for the Jets. Now, corresponding move, they trade Elijah Moore to the Cleveland Browns, for which, again— The level it, of disrespect attached to that move. 
Why do you say that? Because I wanted him. I wanted. I thought. <laughs> I thought Elijah Moore would be in the package to get Rodgers. So that ship sailed. Better pony up, boys. I, I look. I'm getting pissed at this point. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's like I know it's going to be a it's a drag for out. a really long time, and I think the Packers are well within their. You know, re- if the Jets walk up to the podium at 13, I'll stand on this. Then it's going to be June 1st. At the minimum, they're yeah. going to wait. So it's going to be it's going to get uglier and uglier and uglier. But but now again, Miko Hardman. Up to he can earn up to six million dollars this year. He joins Alan Lazar, Garrett Wilson, Denzel Mims, and Corey Davis are on the last years of their contracts. So it's going to be a battle between those three guys to see who solidifies this core. Um, I don't think they're in on Odell Beckham. I don't see that at all at this no. point, especially with these two moves. Elijah Moore goes from a potential playing with Brett uh, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers to Deshaun Watson. Um, not a lateral move in my opinion. Uh, but what I will say is. Elijah Moore, he barked and barked and barked last year about wanting to be out, and now he's out. Is this a situation where you're like, you done screwed up now, buddy, because now you're going to Cleveland? Well, no, because now if I'm looking around at the Cleveland offense, they've had a really good offensive line for quite a while now. I don't know if they're retaining some of these guys or losing some because that's what happens after a little bit. Mm. It could start to deplete. But Amari Cooper is as solid as they get at one. I mean, like, there's better ones, but he's he's serviceable. You're that's gonna right. you're not you're not hurting yourself there. Um, now, Elijah Moore, if he is what he thought he was last year and all he needs is an opportunity, then he's going to get that this year in Cleveland because Nick Chubb, the offensive line play, they got the quarterback that they wanted. Amari Cooper, as I said, I think the pieces are in place for for Cleveland to have one of the better offenses in that division mm. outside of the Bengals. Okay. Uh, so, obviously, as far as transactions go, uh, that went down yesterday. Um, the Raiders did reach a deal, so maybe there was some writing on the wall with Foster Moreau. They did reach a deal with Austin Hooper yesterday. So there is that will be your tight end. What all of a sudden his stock and his value might be up a little bit considering the loss of uh, Moreau, who was a great player last year in spots where if Waller was off the field, there was multiple times where I was looking for Moreau on the, on the waiver wire. You know what I mean? Because I, I always thought he was a good target for a Derek Carr. Um, so now we'll see what happens. Uh, Mills resigned with the Patriots. I don't know if you saw that, but he was on the outs for a little while. Uh, I'm very curious. There's an article on ESPN right now, 12 guys that are still kind of waiting to see, and I'm just going to rattle them off for you, or at least offensively. A guy like Teddy Bridgewater, I know this is like crazy to think about where you can go. This possible deal here that they're saying for $5 million for a year is with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Lamar, I know we've been talking about him day in and day out. He's finally gone public with a couple tweets. He put out a tweet yesterday with like a crying emoji. And like the picture was a guy that was covered in mud. He goes, every time my name is brought up, it just gets dragged through the mud, right? Dude, like, first of all, enough. Uh, Second of all, if it's over, then it's over. So I want to know, because the it's allowed because of this specific franchise tag, I would be very, very curious to know if there's anybody that's tried to negotiate with Lamar right now. Because as of right now, the way I see it, I don't think, that I don't think there's a destination for him all of a sudden. I was very confident on the Atlanta Falcons. I think, I Lamar, think that's out. There's going to be a potential that Lamar is like still available. Is he going to just come like with his tail tucked? Like just like, oh, I no, guess no, no, not. No, that ship sailed. I don't think Lamar's. I think we're going to see one of the more unique situations in pro sports, maybe ever, where we have a star quarterback that's without a team or without a situation that he's willing to play mm. or sign this offer or whatever, he's not going to play under any type of deal that's a one-year deal. Well, he's right? definitely not going to play on the tag. Yeah, right. He's not playing on the tag. That ship sailed, right? Right. Well, 
I mean, they have till July to, to extend them. Him, but yeah, I mean, he said it. He's not. I can't imagine him going. It seems like they're at, at the point. end of the road here for these guys because it's like, and, and it's crazy how this how fast this escalated. Because I, I really, I truly thought that this was going to be resolved, but now you, you throw this tag on them. Atlanta don't want them. The Jets are still in on Rodgers. You look around the league, and like there was rumblings about the Vikings, but do you really want to go that route? Out of season. That's crazy to me. I don't think there's any possibility that if he sits Lamar out of season, sits. Can they levy on Bell him and say, "Hey, we're going to transition tag you anyway"? Yeah. So like, you have to sit out too, possibly. But that's a lot of money to spend on a guy that's not going to go. What you got to pay if you slap this tag on him. He doesn't play. I still think you got to pay him. Well, how how no. can he just sit on the roster? How, how can he just sit on the roster? What are you talking about? If he doesn't play, if he doesn't Deshaun show up, Deshaun Watson got paid and he didn't play a damn game. Very, very different situation. So you're telling me that if he doesn't play on the tag and he holds out, there's no money coming in? Yeah, if you just decide I'm not playing on that. <laughs> That's the Ravens play it. then. Ball's in their court. Yeah, but then they, they don't get any compensation. And they don't have a quarterback. Either, and they don't have a quarterback. They got Tyler Huntley and possibly Teddy Bridgewater. Um, so that's the thing. I mean, just keep your eye on that. Uh, this article has Zeke potentially um, signing with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are talking about the Bucs yesterday. Um, of how possibly in the in NFL.com's mock draft that they potentially get themselves a, a new quarterback on top of Baker Mayfield, on top of Kyle Trask. If they don't land a quarterback, if you go into the season with Baker Mayfield, you kind of know what you're going in and getting into. So for Zeke and a fan of his, I hate this for him, but at the same time, I know he can't hurt us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's never going to come back to haunt you. Like, oh, Zeke scores the game-winning touchdown for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't see it happening. I think the Bucs are in a free fall. Most of those situations you could put me in, if, like, Zeke is scoring a one-yard touchdown to end the game. Because he's not going to scamper one in from 20. <laughs> I watched some Zeke highlights the other day. You know, this is the first offseason that Zeke's putting out, like, videos of himself. And I, the first offseason where I'm like, oh, my God, bro, Zeke's got that pep. And now I'm just like, I mean, I guess he's got some burst. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but now he's not there, and it's so it's very disappointing. It still is. I'm still not over. I don't Get know him a you. pro day. Get him a right. Have him treat like Cam Newton. DJ Chark's still out there on the uh, open market. This article's got him penciled in for the the Los Angeles Chargers. Which again, you're looking. I know they restructured their deals, both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, to open up some cap space. But one of them is going to be out of there soon. Like you can't you can't keep both of these guys. Maybe a DJ Chark makes a lot of sense over there. I don't think that DJ Chark, if they do sign him, it's going to be a one-year deal. Maybe a two-year yeah, deal with an out after one. So he's probably going to be out at the same time as any one of those two if he does go there. Uh, hearsay. I feel like these guys at the back end of it, there's no rush because they already kind of missed the, right. the first the wave. The first wave, Now right. let it become available for you. In, in terms of, you know, the, the market will kind of get created in a certain aspects of a receiver goes down on a team. Wait a little bit. See how it plays out. But then again, the draft is there, so a lot of right. teams could fill these gaps. Right. So draft. if you, you if you're a free agent up. and it gets to draft time, you might want to second guess your agent <laughs> because right now that, that's not a good deal. You did not get well, a deal. I mean, sometimes you have to play it that way because there's just no truth. You know, you want to you want to from everybody the most that value. we talked to. Mike Renner of PFF, the the wide receiver class is not as great as what some people once said once upon a time. Obviously, it's like if you could manage to put yourself in a position where everybody that was in on a receiver, maybe one team missed out, and now there's now you're just like, well, I'm over here, mm. and you're the best guy available by far, then maybe. Well, to me, I think the best guy still by far available for free agency, not so much for trade, which, by the way, the Cardinals 
Uh, there's rumors out there that's saying that that second round asking price, yeah, you're not getting that. So from what I've read, it looks like more like a, a trade for a Brandon Cooks where you're going to get a fifth or a sixth yeah, for DeAndre Hopkins. Cooper type deal. Very similar to the Cooper deal where you're getting really just dumping off salary. And, and again, the one that's out there that could choose any team is Odell Beckham Jr. We've talked about him at length. Um, the Cowboys went out and made some moves. The Giants went out and made some moves. All of a sudden, you know, this is not a good situation. The Chiefs are going to give Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony some more opportunities, so I don't see him going there. You just you didn't have to say a gosh darn word, Odell, about the contract, and now all of a sudden people are just like, oh, there he is. There's Odell. There's the guy that nobody wanted to mess with. Um, but anyway, this possible deal Odell. here has him one year to the Ravens. About, about DJ Chark. And, like, honestly, that's, guys, that's just this guy's opinion. We're just saying Truth. teams that might possibly be interested in it's that, good, uh, that good position. Fits. Yeah. Um, I, I could almost he might be zero for ten on that list. Maybe Zeke might go to Tampa. Mm, but maybe. Bridgewater to the Ravens, oof. I mean if that's what they're Well, they're they are they are going to need a solve if they No, no, no. If they lose none. Lamar no Jackson, solve. what is the solve? The, the solve there is that hopefully they're bad enough to get Caleb Williams the, the next year. Because there's no solve there. That's not a John Harbaugh type team to me. Well it's just it's, not. it's funny that you say that because it doesn't matter. It's not like <laughs> It's not like um, John Harbaugh could line up and play quarterback all of a sudden. He no, doesn't he have cannot. one. He cannot. And maybe Tyler Huntley with the full camp under his belt and getting the, the working with the ones all offseason. I mean, who knows, man? I, I, I can't see the Ravens being a competitive team if they don't have Lamar. We'll see. But you can follow us all along with all this stuff on the Mojo social medias. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. At Mojo, M-O-J-O. Very, very easy to find us. And, of course... Join the Discord, daily conversations and tips and advice and rules and regulations and everything you can find on the Discord. There's a channel for everything under the Mojo Discord. And, of course, we're going to go dancing again tonight. We'll talk about the fallouts of those games tomorrow and obviously preview another four games tomorrow, so a loaded show on a Friday about the NCAA tournament. And, of course, NFL free agency rolls on. The NBA is down to the, the, the literally the last couple weeks of the regular season, so it's going to get very, very interesting very, very fast. So for Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We'll be back here tomorrow. Enjoy the NCAA tournament tonight.